It's Friday, folks. We are here. It is the weekend. This is your boy, Manny. Welcome to a new episode of What's the Word, LA. I am really happy that you can join us in this episode. And we have a whole episode packed. Um, I have a few interviews. And I bring in two special guests to do, spit it out. But I need to talk about something before we get to the first interview. I have been riding my bike lately. And I must say, it is a great feeling being able to ride again. Um, the reason why I say ride again is because I had my old bike a couple of years ago. And unfortunately, I left it in the backyard and someone decided to go back there and steal it. So to whoever has the bike, I hope you fall in the streets. No, I'm kidding. But um, I hope it treats you well or you've treated it well. This was years ago. So, um, yeah, I went, uh, I went a while without a bike. But it's good to to get a new one. Yeah, I invested a like about a buck fifty on it to repair it, um, give it new tires, paint job, all that stuff that a bike needs, and turned out really good. Um, a friend of mine was actually really impressed. He was like, "Oh shit, I didn't think that that was that bike. It looks completely new and completely different." I was like, "Yeah, like I had to put in so much work into it." And you know, at the end of the day, I'm just really happy with it. But I wanted to talk about some of the rides that I've been having here in the city of Los Angeles, especially in the K-Town area. In the city of L.A., we happen to be known as one of the dirtiest cities in the world. That, to me, disappoints me. Why? Because we have such a beautiful city. We have beautiful skyscrapers. We have beautiful landmarks. Hell, we even have a beautiful neighborhood, beautiful mountains. Everything about Los Angeles is beautiful. Beaches, like everything. Now, the biggest problem we have is trash in the streets of Los Angeles. As I was riding the other day, I was riding on a pavement, on a sidewalk where there was a whole lot of trash. And I'm not just saying, oh, it was like one or two like rappers, it was a whole bunch of shit on the floor. And as I was riding, I didn't want to ride through that. And I'm going to get to the next thing on why I'm disappointed with with the city a bit. And I was riding on the sidewalk because there's no bike path on the path on the street where I was at. So I had to go through the trash. And when you're riding on a bike fast, like you're feeling the air. And unfortunately, I had some of the particles from that trap from the from the junk coming to my eyes. I'm not gonna lie, I had to pull over, I had to put some water in my eyes because whenever something gets into your eyes, it's the worst feeling ever because it's like you can't get it out, you can't get it out, so you need someone to support you. It's like I had to do it myself because I was I was solo and all you gotta do is just put some water in your eyes, like let it like let it sit, let it be on there for a few minutes, it'll eventually come out. But we need to stop throwing trash on the streets. Like, I get it. People have junk. People have stuff that they don't want to carry with them. So what do they do? They throw it out on the, they throw it out on, the, on the sidewalk. And people, note that Los Angeles was one of the cleanest cities with great air quality a couple of months ago. 
and we can take the pandemic because we were all indoors for a good a while, good amount of time. But now it's like everything's going back to normal, well, semi-normal, and people are out in the streets again. It's like we're getting smog that's covering up downtown L.A. again. And it's like for the month of April to, I want to say, mid-May, like early June, you were able to see downtown from a far away. And it's like you were, you were able to get a great picture of the mountains behind it, of other stuff that was behind it, depending on what direction you're in. And now there's a lot of smog covering up the, the skyscrapers again. And the reason why I'm disappointed is because we live in such a beautiful city and we need to do a better job of taking care of it. And the second thing that pisses me off, that way well, yeah, pisses me off a bit and it's just disappointing to me is that we don't have a lot of bike paths in the city of Los Angeles. And I understand why. I know they want to do Cyclovia every, you know, every month now or something. I don't know what their plans are, but we actually haven't even been able to have a Cyclovia because of COVID-19. But I've seen a lot of people on their bicycles. It's like people are, are now riding to work, riding to their destinations, just riding for fun. I, I like riding for fun. It's an exercise for me. I get to go around. Like, I can visit stuff that I wouldn't be able to do if I had my car because parking's a bitch in the city, too. For those of you who drive, you know what I'm talking about. But it's upsetting because, like, they expect us to share the roads with the cars and car the drivers expect to share the streets with the bicyclists. Sorry, someone texted me. But here's the thing. We can only do so much as drivers on the streets because when there's no bike path, bicyclists are riding on the streets. Now, it's really difficult to maneuver around them sometimes because sometimes the streets are very narrow and we have to stay in between the lines. And sometimes the bicyclists even cross the lines to take over that lane. And the reason why I say it's dangerous is because I've seen people get hit. I've come close to being getting hit with a bicycle. And I've come close to accidentally hitting someone. Fortunately, I didn't. But still, the nerves get to you, folks. Like, it's about being careful out there, too. And it's about being safe. And... My suggestion right now is let's try to do a better job at cleaning up the streets of Los Angeles. Like It's sad because we have bad air quality, and especially with COVID-19 happening right now, it doesn't help one damn bit. And then the city can actually try to figure out a way how to implement more bike paths on certain streets or a lot of streets. That would be very helpful, not just to me. And it's you know I know this is my show and everything, and I'm happy that you are all listening to this, but... It's for other people, too. I don't ride my bike every single day like other folks do. There's people out there that they use their bikes to get to work. They use their bikes to get to their destination. It's like their bicycle is the only source of transportation. So we need to be very careful when we're out there on the roads. And I certainly will be careful, too, when I ride in my bike. But if you guys do have a bike, go out to the park. Go out somewhere where there's a nice bike path. Get out of the house for a bit. Go check out the city on a more, how can I say this? Like, when you ride a bike around the city or, or somewhere, it's like you get a more intimate view of the city. You fall in love. You fall more in love with the city that you grew up in. You fall more in love with the city that you came to for opportunities. So we shouldn't be taking our city for granted. L.A. is an amazing city. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of shit happening right now, but it shouldn't stop us from keeping our city clean, from making the city the best that it can be because there's a lot of potential in this city 
there's people out there that are looking for opportunities to grow, looking for opportunities to shine. And L.A. is the city of dreams from what I've heard because we got Hollywood here and, yeah, it's all about opportunities, folks. But in order for us to take advantage of those opportunities, we need to make sure that we keep our city clean. So I am asking you folks, if you have trash, please do not litter it out there. I will do my part, too. But in return, I do ask for all of you to do the same. And I know it sounds difficult, but it's really not. And be careful out there when you're riding your bicycle, folks. Be safe out there. Wear your helmet. You know, be very careful when you have your kids, too. It's it's all about being safe out there. And I cannot stress I cannot stress about that, so, like, too much because me, myself, I'm being careful as well. And I know other people are being careful as well. But anyways, I really hope you guys understand where I'm coming from in this. But anyways, let's see what's on the agenda for today, folks. I have my homeboy Alexis here today to talk about his mom's tamales that they'll be selling. And then I have the host of F&J Vibes, Janae herself, and Dodger Dinger Dion on the show to do Spit It Out because we have a whole lot of shit to talk about today. So we're going to get to the interview. We'll be right back. You are listening to What's the Word, LA. Now back to the show. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to another episode of What's the Word LA. This is your boy, Manny. And in this time of coronavirus, we have many people stepping up to help those who are in dire need. And when I say need, it can be financially, it can be materials, equipment. Um, a lot of things are running short um, in this world. And, and like I said, many people have stepped up to help out. And one of those that have stepped up is a really good friend of mine. I've known this gentleman since middle school. And when I saw what he was doing on Instagram, I immediately hit him up and I was just like, I need you to come on the show to talk about this. And I ended up reposting what um, what's, what was on his Instagram. And I would like for him to talk about this. So without further ado, folks, let me introduce you to my good friend, Alexis. Yo, what's what up, up, man? What's How up? you doing? All right, play. I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Good, man. You know, just trying to stay busy out here. Uh, oh, you're telling me, man. <laughs> you're telling me, man. I haven't, I haven't worked in a month and a half, man. Um, I actually stopped working the first of July. Like, actually, the first of July, I actually stopped working. But I'm down. Yeah, luckily, I'm actually going back to work today. So, def- yeah, definitely, man. I'm going back. Um, yeah, because. More things are opening up and all that, so it's kind of like everybody's kind of going back to the norm, even though the world is kind of still not at the norm. Yeah, you know, you know what? We are living in a new normal, and I feel like right. we're we're still adjusting to things. But for me, uh, since I work with LUSD, they're actually opening up some of the schools uh, to use as like uh, as a supervision site. Um, can't really get into details, but yeah, I've been I. Um, they asked me if I was like interested or if I was comfortable in going back, and I said, "Yeah, I am. I'm ready to go back. Like, I feel like right now is the time to actually like step up and you know do what's right and try to like help out the community, help out the kids as much as we can." But this conversation is not about me, man. It's about you. Um, <laughs> I saw what you and your mom are doing. You want to explain a little more on what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, so so well. First of all, you know, I haven't seen you in a while, so it's kind of natural, I guess, to 
they want to know about you because <laughs> we haven't talked in so long. Oh, for reals, man. But, but, but yeah, my mom, she, so she works at Santa Monica, uh, that elementary school. Yeah, yeah. And, well, if people that know me know her as well. Most of, most of the people that know me know her and know that she works at that school and has yeah. been there for a long ass time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think she just got the news not too long ago that I guess they were going to lay off everybody. So everybody uh, pretty much got let go until yeah. further notice, per se. So yeah, they got fur- they so it was got kind of like shocking. So it was kind of like, nah, but she, 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 she wouldn't she wouldn't show it, but I could tell she was kind of like down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was a little upset. I mean, she, she's been there for since, since, since my oldest brother was in elementary school. You know, it's like, you've been there for a while. And so I was like, mom, like, why don't you just sell tamales because you like cooking it. Um, you, everybody likes them and yeah. it's like something you can do to keep you busy, you know, look forward to. And at first he was kind of like, uh, I don't know. You think people will buy it, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, like you never, you're not going to know until you actually do it. Mm-hmm. And so, so she, so I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll buy the masa. I'll buy the, the, the chicken. I'll buy like, everything that you need yeah um let's just let's just, let's just try it yeah and I, I i brought it up to my brother this this was on a on um this past like two fridays ago yeah yeah uh, i brought it up and then on the saturday i brought it up to my brothers and then on sunday uh the my my the middle brother solomon yeah. he, he already had like that flyer already done yeah and i'm like oh we're doing this like we're doing this we're doing this so so yeah, all three of my brothers, so me and my two brothers, we, we we organized it and we posted it up and they just kind of went from there. And my mom was kind of not really expecting anything, but I told her, I'm like, mom, like right now, what people are doing, what people love to do right now is supporting everybody, like support mm-hmm. people, support people, uh, their hustle and all that stuff. Like, yeah. um, like there's pe- people are going to, to want to order this, not only because one, it's freaking tamales and everybody loves tamales. Of course. And man, two, who... like, and two, it's like supporting, you know? Yeah, so. definitely. Well, one, who doesn't like tamales is the question that <laughs> I should be asking right now because, right. <laughs> well, actually I shouldn't even be saying because in the, when I was a kid, I was so picky when it came to food. And then as a teenager, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to try them. I ended up loving them. And I like, Try different types of tamales and yeah, so like many. You can't go wrong with them. Like you just can't. And then the funny thing is, you got a lot of people out in the streets selling tamales for like a portion. Yeah. And you know what? I do my best to actually help them out. There's times where I'll be like, you know what? Let me get like ten tamales, and mm. they charge a good price. Um, I will never say that they charge a lot because I understand. You know, the time it takes to prepare the tamales, the time it takes to get them done. Yeah, trust me. And yeah. I know how hard these folks um, work in order to make the tamales the best, the best that they can. So but mm-hmm. before we move on, let me just applaud you and your brothers for <laughs> getting that going for your mom because, you know, she seemed very hesitant about it. But I think she got the push from her boys. So kudos to, to kudos to the three of you on that. Yeah, man. No, I felt, I felt, because now these past couple of days, she's been like, oh, I know. I, she's like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but, but I'm happy. And that, that's all that matters to be yeah. honest. Like, she was happy. Because I knew she was going to be happy doing it because she loves to cook 
every t- every time I took tamales to like my job and I asked her for it, yeah, she was like, she was so like trying to make it perfect, like, oh, like did they like it? Like make sure that you put the sauce in this, blah 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 blah. Like you know, she was so like picky when it came to it, and that's why I knew she was going to enjoy um, making it for other people that she didn't know and stuff. And it's kind of her way of kind of spreading like her her what she loves to do, you know? Yeah. Well, and well, so, so well, that's what made me happy. Not, oh, I'm I'm happy to hear that she's actually going through with this, man, because yeah, man. Like like you said, our moms, even my mom too, loves to cook, and her her specialty is pupusas. So it's like mm. you can't go wrong with tamales and pupusas, man. Those are two of the yep. key things that I feel like Central Americans like have done, you know, for others. And you know, it's I can kind of relate. To you taking your tamales to work, I used to take uh, pupusas to school and sometimes to work. And even my classrooms would be like, can your mom make some pupusas for us? And without even hesitation, I'll go to my mom and be like, hey, my friends want some. And they're like, how many do you need? <laughs> and I'm just like, let me count. And she's like, oh, just let me know and I'll make the I'll make it for them. And like, it's, exactly. it's funny because like even I had my African-American friends say, hey, um, can I try them? I'm like, of course, dude. And they're like. Dude, your mom, like, can she make this? I was like, of course, dude. Like, like yeah. Central American food just, like, everyone loves it. You can never go wrong with that. But um, I wanted to ask you, what kind of uh, what kind of tamales is your mom making? So she's making, she what she made, what she's currently making is a green sauce and chicken. Green sauce and chicken, uh, okay. You know, the verde salsa. Of course. And she, she wanted, she was asking, like, should we make other ones? And I'm like, you know what, like, let, let's. This is the first time we're doing this. Let's let's just focus on one thing mm-hmm. and kind of see how the flow goes, and then from we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. And and we surprisingly, uh, I got a lot of people asking me, um, you know, is she gonna make these? Is she gonna make these? And I'm like, no, not this time, not this time. Yeah. Uh, my brothers have had people asking too, this is gonna make mm-hmm. vegan ones uh, or or like the 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 cheese ones. Yeah. And we we're, we're just like, nah, not right now. So yeah, like yeah. for next time we for sure are gonna do that, but just that right now I kind of wanted just to test how it was going to be the flow of everything. Mm-hmm. Ah, I think that's a smart way to go. You know, you're trying to test to see how it's gonna go, but you know what? The fact that they're asking you guys, "Oh, are you guys gonna make this?" That's how you know that people are gonna take you guys serious on your mom making making the tamales. So. Honestly, I think it's I think it's a good start. Um, you guys are gonna it's gonna get bigger. I think you guys are gonna get a lot more customers to purchase your mom's tamales. But um, what is your mom gonna do with um, with all the money that she makes? Is she gonna donate them to like to a certain place, or she's gonna like what is she gonna do with it? I'm not sure to be honest. Uh, she wants to pay. Uh, me for the the chicken and all that stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah. Like, literally, all this money is gonna. Well, I think she's gonna try to give us money, but we're definitely yeah. not taking any of the money. Like, all, all everything that we're getting, yeah. we're giving to her, and I know that it's gonna help her yeah. with whatever she needs to to to, to use it for. Um, I'm sure either bills or or, or whatever she needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's up to her. She she deserves it, I think. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, as far as I could, like a set plan, I don't, I don't know. I don't think mm. she has like a set plan. Yeah, because she, she, like, I saw her. I went to, to my mom's house today yeah. to help her, like, peel all the jitomates for the sauce and, and uh, help her out. Yeah, and she's kind of just taking it day by day. You know, she's kind of just seeing how 
how it's going. So mm. I don't think she's she's even thinking about the money right now. She's she, she's more focused on making sure that the tamales come out nice and well and good for everybody should, rather than like sh- the money right now. As it know? should be, of course. Yeah. So uh, once she sees the money, I, I don't know. I don't know what she's gonna want to do. Yeah, honestly, I think it's um right now that it's good that she's not really focusing on how much money she wants to make. I think she's more focused on how many tamales she wants to get done for the people that have yeah. ordered. Um, how much is she selling for her tamales for? Uh, it was 150. 150. for 150. Okay. Yeah, me and my brothers had a whole debate about that. We were like, yeah. I, I was like, I was like, we should sell them for like two bucks. And then they were like, two bucks. Like, they don't even know yet or anything. I'm like, but I'm like, I love my mom's tamales, but I might be biased or whatever. I'm like, 150. 150 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, 150, so or, 150. One, $150 or $2 is fine. Um, yeah, 150 sounds good. Sounds good now. You yeah, know? it does like, sound good. 150 was the, was the right move. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, I saw that you guys stopped taking orders. Um, to me, I'm just like, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, oh, that sucks, dude. No, it's like you know what? You guys got a lot of orders in, which is fantastic because um, it shows that the community is here to support and the community is here to. They're, yeah, they're ready to eat, man. They're ready to eat some good tamales and um, it's crazy. It, it, uh-huh, go for it's it. crazy that you bring up. It's crazy how the, that you bring up the order because we. I don't think anybody expected it to to get to to, to be this big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we posted it. What uh, was a? I think it was a. a, a oh, I was at. I remember I was at work. We posted it. Yeah. I think it was on a Monday. I think we posted it on like on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And and then we just started getting orders. My brother's first, but I was at work, so I couldn't post it. So my brother posted it, started getting orders. We're texting each other like, hey, I got this many, this many, this many, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I posted it, and then I was like, started getting flooded with, with orders. And not only that, dude, but I'm so, I'm so like grateful that even the people that were ordering, like they were hitting up their people and like ordering the amount of times that that they shared my post, uh, I, for some reason I have well, because I mean I don't know if you know, but I like I do poetry and all that stuff too. Oh, of course, of and course. so my so my Instagram is a business, it's a business profile just so that I can promote like whatever I need to promote on there. Yeah, and so I'm I'm able to see like insights for every post. I'm able to see like activities and all that stuff for every post that happened. Yeah, and I was able to see how many times like my my the post got shared. Yeah. So there was like like 40, uh, 40 shares, like four hundred clicks or something like that. Oh it was, it was shit! Crazy. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, let, it was me, crazy. let me. <laughs> I have to drop the horn for that, man. That the amount of support that you guys are getting right now, it's amazing. Yeah, man. Thank you. No, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, like I I know it might feel a little overwhelming, but trust me, dude. At the end of the day, you guys are gonna feel great. Your mom's gonna feel like amazing in the inside just because she knows that what she's doing is she's in a way giving back you know to the community to those who are purchasing and at the same time um those who are purchasing are also you know being supportive towards your mom's you know tamales and you know for for you got for for that post to get a lot of recognition like that says a lot about you know, the people that are living in this city within this neighborhood. And, you know, it amazes me, man. And like I said earlier, you know, the community is coming out to support each other. And I don't think 
there's a better time for that than right now. Like right now is a time right. for people exactly. to to help each other out, man. Even if it's like something small, get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude. Um, but okay. So which leads me to my last question. Um, how many orders did you guys get? Oh man, <laughs> it's <laughs> man. too many, isn't it? So, or order orders. I'm not. I'm not sure the exact orders because I don't. I'm not, I think my brother just literally just sent me the spreadsheet right now. Yeah. But uh, I know it's a little bit over like 540 tamales. Say that again. That. Say that again. That, like it's close to like 540 tamales that we're selling. Holy so shit! It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a there was a point where we were, we were talking with my brothers and I'm we're like, yo, should should we stop taking orders? Like, like I don't want to kill my mom either, you know? No, of course, yeah. And then we talk. We talked to my mom. We talked to my mom, and then we just decided to stop taking orders. And then we still were. Everybody was still getting DMs like, "Oh, uh, can we order this?" And we're like, "Nah, like you gotta wait till next time." Like, because right now we just we're just it's a lot. It, it, like you said, it is a lot of hard work making them. Yeah. And so we're just like, we're just like, let's, let's just let's just halt it right here, and, and you know. Yeah. And then just. I mean, honestly, I think it was smart that you guys did stop. Why? Because if you really think about it, now people are going to be like, oh, when are they going to start selling again? Like, you're... Yeah. Like, think of it this way. Like, pre-order sells out. Okay, good. Then you like you be like, oh, um, we're going to have more in the near future, so just stay tuned. So, in a way, people are anticipating um, that your mom's going to start remaking more. Damn, that's a loud ass car in the back. Yeah, that was loud. <laughs> I'm in the exact same way here, man. I hear my, I hear the cars coming down here on Normandy and just, I'm just like, crap. Yeah, I'm right out, I'm right out, out of the freeway, so the freeway is like, the exit is right here. Oh, dude, that's, I know that, I, up, I, up, oh, sorry, I know that part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, like you were saying, the, the, the orders and all that was, it was very humbling and very, you know, we're we're all very grateful for everybody that ordered, even just shared the post, uh, commented and all that. And we did get a lot of people that, well, I I personally I don't know if my brothers did, but I, I got a lot of people that I I didn't even know hit me up um, because of the people sharing the post and all. They were hitting me up like, oh hey, my friend posted this, yeah, uh, blah, like wanted to order some, and I'm like, for sure, like, you know, that, that's, that's crazy, yeah. And I'm so I'm so I'm so like thankful for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you guys, are, you guys are everyone's helping me, helping me and my brothers like make my mom uh, literally happy because she's she's happy that she's able to cook for so many people. You know. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of cooks love nowadays: the fact that people appreciate their cooking, and they get a lot of praise for it too. It's like. My mom with her pupusas, she's gotten so much positive feedback on it that, yeah. you know, she, even people ask her if they can teach her, them how to make the pupusas. And, you know, it's her pleasure to do it. But, like, honestly, I'm really glad that a lot of people reached out to you and your brothers for the tamales because I think it's a big deal. Um... I didn't get a chance to order this time around, but for the next one, I'm for <laughs> sure going to order... I'm for sure going to order because um, I know my mom, like, loves to try, you know, other people's food, other people's cooking. So yeah. it's definitely on my list. So um, let me know when you guys open up the pre-orders, and I'll definitely be um, placing an order for that, man. But um, yeah. you want to tell them where to hit you up at in the future when you guys start re um, when you guys start retaking orders again? Yeah, just uh. 
hit me up on my Instagram. It's just literally Avatar Roman. All right, for sure. We'll post it up on the we'll post it up on the Instagram page. I am gonna start the the what's the word LA page. Um, hopefully in a few days. I actually just started working on it already. So, um, kind of want to just do like a little separate one just to um post up when we have new episodes when we have like updates all that stuff. But um yeah, dude. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say thank you so much for coming on here again. Um, I know we did it after the pre order, but which is fine because I think we need to recognize the type of work that your brothers and your mom are doing right now so that way for the next uh for the next time the uh, when you guys are retaking orders again people are are more more aware and uh more prepared to send you dms but anyways alexis again thanks so much man oh yeah for sure thank you brother thank of course you. Thank you so of much. course man uh make sure you guys hit up um alexis on instagram we'll be putting up his instagram on uh, either it'll be my page or the new What's the Word LA page. So stay tuned, folks. Alexis, again, thanks so much, man. I do appreciate you coming on here. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you to everybody, too, that ordered and, and shared and all that stuff, man. We appreciate it. Thank for sure. There you go, man. Oh, one more thing before we go. You said you ha- you're you a poetry, man. What's going on with that? Oh, <laughs> man. I, I, I posted some videos actually on YouTube, uh, left them there for a bit. Yeah, they have, they, 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 I mean, they don't have a lot of attention. I mean, which is which is okay. Yeah, yeah. I write. I usually just write when I when I can. Yeah. Uh, as of right now, I'm not really pushing a lot of things out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I did this whole move. I moved from my mom's place over here where I'm at now. Well, congratulations! Uh, when I was Congrats mom, on that, man. Oh man, when I was at my mom's, I had the the computer hooked up to like the Yeti and all that, to my mic and yeah, doing yeah. all that. Uh, so I was able to like record and all that and then i i was starting to film videos but then this whole covid thing started happening and and, and so i wasn't able to grab like people that i needed to film videos and, and record with me and blah 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 but you know i'm never gonna like stop writing so that's that, oh, that'll course. come eventually that'll come eventually right now i'm more focused on well right now that the model is but I'm, I'm more doing the art right now rather than yeah yeah um, Anything else? Well, for sh- I know um we mentioned I mentioned in the past that I actually wanted to get you on the three two three podcast because uh my co-host Abby she is a, a poet herself so it would have been nice to right. for both of you to share some poetry in that podcast but we can save that. I bet for- if you if you if you bring me on I'll I'll, I'll I'll even read a piece I haven't I haven't recorded yet. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but well, no, for sh- that that's that that'll be arranged um. Abby and I are actually like working on trying to get for us to record on Zoom because um right now it's very risky to be actually recording in person. So we're gonna work on that. But um yeah, folks, uh, we'll get Alexis on the three two three. But make sure you guys do hit him up on Instagram for the tamales and check out his poetry on YouTube. Um, what's your YouTube name? Uh, you can just search up Alexis Roman. Uh, I'll link you the. I'll link you the, the, the profile on, on your DM. So oh, for sure. Okay, for sure. Sounds good, man. Yeah, brother. Thank All you right. so much. Hey, thank you for being on here, man. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. See you soon, man. All right, see you soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to What's the Word LA. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and Spotify. Now, back to the show.
Hey, welcome back to another episode of What's the Word LA. This is your boy Manny. And I have two special two very special guests with me. I have my homegirl, my bestie. I produce her show. She is the host with the most. Let's give it up for Janae. Hey. Hi, Manny. Hey, Janae. And we also have Dodger Dinger Dion with us today. Yo, yo, how's it going, man? What's going on, guys? All right. We got a lot to get into today because there's a lot of shit going on in this world right now, and we need to clear it out, and we need to address spit it? some shit out right now. So we need to address it, and we need to spit some shit out. So let's get this going. All right. First things first, Xbox versus PS5. Which one are you guys going with? PlayStation 5. Duh. Sony. All right. Hello. All right. All right. Dion, what and you got, with the Xbox. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going um, Team Xbox. Um, uh, yeah, definitely going whoa. Team Xbox. I've been on Xbox for 10 years now. Um, just joined the PlayStation game like three years ago. So, I mean, got to go with the one I've been with longer, which is Team Xbox. Yeah, we can't All be friends. Right. <laughs> Sorry, but Team Xbox for oh. life. All right. <clears throat> okay. Here's the thing. I grew up with PS with PlayStation. I've had the PlayStation Same. since the beginning. Um, Xbox. The only reason why I got the Xbox was for Halo. Like that was the only reason why I got it. There was no other games that was so, getting my attention. So pretty much you were a bandwagoner. I was. I mean that kind of makes sense though. That kind of makes sense though because yeah, I mean, I only got I only got a PlayStation for MLB the Show, so I mean that you know it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. So it's like to me, it's like I couldn't play Halo on the PlayStation, so it's like I had to get an Xbox for it. But looking at it right now, I want to get the Xbox, but something's telling me to lean with the PS5. So. Um, come I will this point out, out that the PS5 does look like an internet router. Uh, not very, <laughs> not very, uh, you know, pleasing to the eye. You know. Hey, I'm just saying. I've been Sony gang since I could pick up freaking the controller. So I mean, well, I mean, I you'll be one spending last, about. I, I, my dad bought the first dollars one, and then I on was an playing router. freaking. I was playing Doom and the Extreme. X Games, the X Blade one, I was playing that shit when I was younger, so I'm Team Sony no matter what. Can't I'm ever just saying, me. I'm just saying, have fun playing on an internet router. Let me know how that hey. goes. Hey, at least I'll have fun. That's very I'm true. Gonna I mean, I'm also going to have fun on Team Xbox, you know what I mean? Because Microsoft is doing some very big things for the Xbox. They are uh, doing you some know? big things, I will say that. Yeah, they so, are. you know, we're definitely going to have a lot of fun. Also, you know, there's a lot of games that are, that are um, you know, Microsoft is making it to where you can continue your progress on the next, if you have the Xbox One or Xbox One S or the One X, you can continue your progress on the games that will be able to transfer over and, you know, you can continue where you left off. Yeah. Big things are coming, all right? I'm just letting people know. Big things are coming to the new Xbox. Uh, Y'all over there with those internet routers. In the controller that looks like an Xbox controller, yeah. uh, y'all have fun with that. Okay, so <laughs> there goes Janae flicking off Dion. 
So here's the thing. Microsoft has been coming up with some pretty dope stuff. I will give them that. But Sony always finds a way to beat them somehow. So come whenever this thing gets released, I will be investing my money on a PS5. So hey. I mean, Sony well, well Sony had a large chunk of the revenue due to the fact that people couldn't play the show. You know, so they they were they were getting yeah. a large chunk of revenue from that because people were having to be forced to yeah. buy playstations in order to play the show so for all the baseball people out there you know they were having to switch consoles like myself included and a couple of my friends but uh mlb the show just did a deal maybe like a couple months ago or maybe like last maybe it was last year uh to where i don't know if it's mlb the show 21 or 22 but it's coming to xbox so, I just want to point that out. I mean, technically, both consoles, both companies, they got people to have to purchase either an Xbox or a PlayStation when you think about it, because Xbox only had Halo. So, people wanted to play Halo had to buy an Xbox. And then yep. people that, you know, wanted to, buy, to play the show had to buy a PlayStation. So, technically, that's kind of spawned on both companies' ends if you think about it. So, I mean, hey, but I'm still yeah. team Sony no matter what. And then there's another reason to why PS, um, the PS2, the PS3, the PS4, and now the PS5 are more important because there's some games that you can't play on the Xbox that are exactly with the with PlayStation. And one of those games was Kingdom Hearts. When Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, um, a lot of fans were upset because it's like, why isn't Xbox releasing Kingdom Hearts 3? And that's when they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just release. Uh, Kingdom Hearts on both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, so a lot of a lot of fans were happy about that. But still, I'm rolling with the PS5. So sorry, That's Dion. Fine. I will be chilling with my new Xbox. It'll be fine. All right, you chill with your Xbox. We'll chill with our internet router. <laughs> yeah, have fun with that internet router. I mean, oh, I can't lie. Go. I mean, on the flip side, the new Xbox does look like a mini fridge. So. Let's just, you know, point that out. It's either uh, are you hungry or are, do you want more better internet service? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Not to mention you'll be paying like 500 for that. So, yeah. Pretty much. All right. All right. All right. Next thing on here, we got the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. So I actually posted this on my poll on Instagram. And I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of responses for that. Uh, but before I get to the responses, Dion... What's Who you up? go with, Leo? Who you go with, Backstreet Boys or the NSYNC? Um, you know, I'm 100% a Backstreet Boys guy. Um, all right, you know, all right, all right. All the classics, you know, okay. all the classics. Um, didn't really listen to NSYNC like that. Um, okay. so yeah, you know, yeah, I definitely yeah. had Backstreet Boys back in the day when you had big ass boom boxes. So that was, you know. Oh, those you missed the boomboxes. Man, those are the days. Janae, you broke you broke the number one rule. Nah, no, it's cool. Ah, uh, but yeah, Dion. So you go with the Backstreet Boys. All right. Yes. Not bad. Good call. Okay, Janae, what's up? Of course, I'm Team In Sync. The fuck? Come on, and everyone knows. I freaking love Justin Timberlake. I've loved Justin Timberlake since InSync started. I watched Mickey Mouse Club. Again, me and Dion cannot be friends right now during this episode because he's like totally <laughs> the opposite of me right now. 
But I am team in sync, no matter what. I mean, I will. I'm not gonna sit here in front. I did listen to the Backstreet Boys, but my heart and soul is with in sync, and it will forever be with in sync. I mean, no matter are you what. In sync only because of Justin Timberlake, or because you actually no, like I'm NSYNC, everyone. No, I, I no, I actually like everyone from in sync. But I'm just saying, Justin Timberlake is bae. I got to see him last year in concert for my birthday. It was a late birthday gift, and just say I was a 16 year old girl all over again, and it was amazing. Nice. All right, all right. So, okay. yeah, I, I'm op- I'm opposite. I'm team and think. All right. So here's what we're going to... here's Before I give you guys my answer, I'm going to say the numbers on here. So, with that being said, we had 39% of the voters on Instagram vote for Backstreet Boys, while we had 61% vote for NSYNC. They have no taste. Okay, so here's here's the, the thing. The people have spoken. The well, people have, have spoken. I haven't given my answer yet, and I have to go with Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. There we go. Backstreet Boys. Here's Way the thing. to I go, go, man. Let me just sign. Let me just Way leave right now because you know what? <laughs> Let me just leave because both y'all right now. I went with PlayStation with you right now, so don't be telling me, ah, you suck, man. Well, I'll get into why you suck on a different episode and probably on my episode on my podcast because oh, we're yeah. not going to go there. We had this discussion earlier. But we can, we can right talk now, about it right now. No, we're not going to talk about it <laughs> now because it has nothing to do with it's instinct or the Backstreet Boys. So, anyway, right now, y'all, my friends. Let me sign out right the fuck now. I already just... know where we're going. With... Oh, I already know where we're gonna go with this on F and G vibes, and I am so ready. Exactly. For this. <laughs> exactly. Hey, stay right, tuned. Right. We, might to, we might have to record an episode going to San Diego this weekend. Just saying. Probably. All right, and then this is gonna be a whole like large topic right now. We got we gotta talk about the MLB right now because I am a little disappointed on a few things right now. And let's talk about Fernando Tatis Jr. first because. What he did, what he did, I'm totally okay with. I don't know about yes. y'all, but the fact that he hit a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch, let the kid play. What the not hell's his, the problem? Honestly, not his fault. It's not his fault. Honestly, it's not his fault. And it's bullshit that the manager didn't really back him up, nor is the team backing him up. It's like, okay, unwritten rule, quote unquote, you know, who cares? They're out there to have fun. We all know the season got cut from 162 games to 60 games. Let the motherfucking kids, the grown-ass men, have fucking fun and just play the game of baseball. Like I said this over and over again, I actually told Manny this before, and I think I told Dion too, is Tatis saw the cookie pitch. Mm -hmm. He was hungry, and he said, you know what? I want to take a bite of that cookie, and that's exactly what he did, and you know what? He got a grand slam. Who cares if they were up seven freaking runs? They're out there to play baseball, play something that they love to do, and get paid for it. Who cares if he swung at a 3-0 pitch? It would, like, just say he didn't swing. Okay, you're still, okay, no grand slam. You won't be up by 11. You'll still be up by seven. But, you know, still, why lose, like, why take away that competition, like, that competitiveness from a game that's supposed to be competitive? Like, with 60 games, every team right now is being so fucking competitive because at this point, anyone can make the playoffs. 
anybody can make the fucking playoffs with it being such a sh- short season that it is. And people sitting here bashing Tatis, oh, he shouldn't have swung. That's an unwritten rule. Everyone knows you don't swing at a 3 0 pitch. Who cares? He's out there having fun. You can't bash someone because of it. Like, come on now, really? Like, what more do you want? But I mean, I get why people are mad, but honestly, think about it. He hit a grand slam. Okay, cool. Like, he hit a grand slam, fuckers. Like, he hit a fucking grand slam, you know? And it just pisses me off that the team doesn't back him up. Who should be backing him up? Because, you know, that is their fellow teammate. And the manager just, oh, well, you know, well, like, you know, that's what pisses me off about it. And I already said this to Manny before, but that's what pisses me off. They're all mad at him, managing to back him up. And it's just, it's a whole bunch of bullshit to me. It's like, look, it just let the guys play. Let them have fun. Because it already sucks as it is that, you know, fans like us can't go to any of these games. We have to yep. watch them at home. And they're trying to have fun as much as they can for so being like, you know, what, trying to make up for the fact that there's not, you know, thousands of people in the crowd cheering them on. And I'm pretty sure if there was a crowd there, you know, they probably would have acted like this. But since there's no one there, they're just like, oh, well, we were up seven runs. So, you know, we told you not to swing. When Tatis clearly didn't even look back at the third base coach when it happened. But that's just my opinion on it. Listen, listen, just listen. Okay, so. One. Fernando Tatis Jr. is an upcoming superstar in the league. Okay, so one, okay, it's not his fault he hit a Grand Slam. He didn't know he was going to hit a Grand Slam, right? Like, it's mostly the Rangers' fault because they decided to throw him a pitch over the middle of the plate that he could hit. Like, do what? You expect him to not swing? Like, we've been taught to swing at pitches in the zone for fucking since we could walk you know what i'm saying if it's in the strike zone swing at it you know like it's it's how about this how about the rangers how about don't suck like how about you don't suck like you know you you wouldn't be having this issue if you didn't suck like you know it's, it's not the padres fault that your pitching is trash it's not it's not the Padres' fault that they're doing their job and they're hitting the ball and they're scoring runs. It's you know, it's just it's just a slap in that the part. face. It's a slap in the face to the game of baseball and to all the young stars of this league. It's a huge slap in the face saying that, oh, well, you know, unwritten rules, blah blah blah. Yeah, fuck that. Alright? Fuck that shit. All right, throw me a pitch over the plate. I'm gonna swing at it a hundred times out of a hundred. I don't give a shit what the score is, all right? Because this is this isn't no fucking participation trophy. We're not trying to hurt nobody's, you know. We're not trying to, you know, spare anybody's feelings. Like this is the right. league. People get paid millions right. of dollars to do a job. So exactly. the fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. did his job better. Then the Rangers pitcher, I don't, I don't think well, this should be even a conversation right now. This is how not dumb even this that. Is. It's just the fact that that rule is being taught like when you're in little league, things like that. You know, when the younger group that plays, you know, baseball, softball, whatever, whatever sport it is. 
you know these are professionals these are grown men that are professionals that get paid what they do you know and you're telling them oh well he shouldn't have swung that's something you tell a little leaguer hey three no pitch don't swing on the next pitch you know that's they're grown like they know like hey like you like Dion said if the ball is in the strike zone you're gonna fucking swing doesn't matter what the count is three no you know two and oh doesn't matter these are professionals so why are we getting on a professional's case because he swung at a three and oh pitch he saw a pitch that was literally right down the middle hey i'm gonna freaking swing he swung he hit a grand slam why are we bashing him over an unwritten rule that was taught when you're in little league you know in the younger group about that and that's how i feel about it like also how i feel about it you know like dion said they're professionals why are we getting why are we bashing a professional baseball player because he swung at a three no pitch that's a rule that was taught when you're younger okay you know you get on them when they're younger like hey don't swing at that pitch but these are literally grown-ass men playing baseball and you're getting mad because he swung at a three no pitch this is not the 1940s anymore all right this is 2020 okay the narrative and the dynamic of baseball has completely changed to where kids want to see homers kids want to see exciting plays kids want to see that when you're losing you have to keep playing whether you're getting blown out or not all right the other team is not going to show you mercy like they would in little league and and you know high school and whatever this is the biggest stage of the sport these are grown men who are playing this game why in the hell would they show you mercy because for what it's like if you get to the league you're obviously pretty good because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of players that never make it to the mlb never even make it to the minors right so the fact that people are complaining about an mlb player doing his job by the way all right like there's there's no like there's no okay it's the seventh inning let's not try so hard so the other team don't feel bad but no but like i said it's it's the fact that everyone's hungry right now because the fact that the season's so short it's 60 games we're pretty much halfway through the season already as of sunday and you know it doesn't matter you're down by seven runs or up by seven runs you have to still be competitive especially right now because again anyone can make the playoffs at this point anybody can make the playoffs it's not like we're playing 162 games again you know okay i can understand that if you know okay we have no way chance in hell to make the playoffs you know why be competitive but with this 60 games it that's it that's all they're getting this year 60 regular season games until playoffs even start so why oh let's why let's play leaning on it because we're up by seven runs no you need to still be competitive because again that one little like just say they came just say the rangers out of nowhere came back then you'd be pissed like oh shit yeah maybe we should have you know been more competitive or maybe we should have took you know been more aggressive at the plate it's all about being competitive right now the other part that pissed me the fuck off was the fact that both managers Tatis Jr.'s own manager and also the Rangers manager are homies and 
the Padres GM are homies with the managers. So the fact that all three of them collectively came out and said that what Tatis Jr. did was wrong and that's not how we were raised. And like, don't nobody give a fuck about that shit. Don't nobody give two fucks about how you were raised. Right? Again, are they are again are they managing little kids or are they managing grown men? Right. Like, bruh, this is the MLB, alright? There's no there's no little kid shit here. Right? There is no oh, let's spare some feelings and that man has a family, blah blah blah. No, fuck all that. Okay? Sometimes there are people that are just gonna be better than you and you're just gonna have to take it. Alright? So the fact that his manager won came out and berated his own player what kind of manager are you bro like like when shit like this happens you're supposed to take the heat okay you don't you don't fucking come out and say oh well what my player did was dumb and that's his fault like no that's dumb all right again that time right now right now the mlb there's things that are way worse going on with the the Mm -hmm. asterisk but you know, hey, let's focus on Tatis Jr. swinging at a three and zero pitch because that's way more, you know, way yeah. more like wrong than what the fucking Astros did. You know, hey, that's fucking that's okay. According to MLB, cheating yourself into a World Series win and cheating and all the other stuff is perfectly fine. And oh, the players are taking action now because obviously Manfred ain't taking no kind of fucking action clearly. So yeah, the players are taking it to their own hands to you know, take care of that situation. But hey, let's put attention on Tatis Jr. because he's going to a 3 0 pitch because that's way more fucking brutal than get, getting caught cheating. My thing is why why are you mad at the fact that he swung at a 3 0 pitch? How about you get mad at the fact that this same fucking pitcher walked the entire bases loaded? And then when the bases were loaded, had 3 0 on this dude. So, I mean, I feel like you might be mad at the wrong person, bro, because I mean, the fact that you you're not even pissed people, off at you your own well pitcher, the fact that you're not even pissed off at your own pitcher for literally and royally shitting the bed, all right? The fact that you're not pissed at him, but you're pissed at Tatis for for hitting a grand slam, that's your fucking fault. Like, you know, like, if you didn't walk the bases loaded, he never comes up in that inning. You know, so it's like. Or not only that, on, if you actually just just say they got two outs and there's all at least one runner on base, okay, it would have been just been a two-run home run. But you're exactly. mad so because my thing is like, all right, what's the what? Why is it so significant that you're swinging at a 3-0 pitch? What if it was 3-1? What if he hit a grand slam on a 3-1 pitch? Would you have been mad then? Like it doesn't make any sense. And also, quoting Johnny Bench here, he was saying, okay, so take the pitch 3-0, right? Boom, 3-1. Now the pitcher has an opportunity to throw you a fucking shitty setup pitch, and now you're 3-2, right? And then when it's 3-2, you have a super high probability of either striking out or grounding into a double play. So, I mean, like, what? Like, you mean to tell me this man's going to do this on purpose just to spare this pitcher's feelings? Like, fuck no. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that, honestly, I would be more pissed if he did that over hitting a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch. Yeah, but not only that, like I said, if you didn't know, I said this, I think, on Kevin's life. If the Padres did not want to be competitive anymore because they felt like they had a big enough lead, okay, then start taking out your all-star players and put in your secondary players. 
I understand that, you know, not every team is like the Dodgers that where they have the, such versatility within all their players when they can play any damn position pretty much, you know. But, I mean, if you want to talk about let's not be competitive anymore because you're up by so much, okay, why not take Tatis out? Why not? I mean, you take Machado out, why can't you take out Tatis? Here's the thing. I am not pissed off at Tatis. I am happy for the guy because as of right now, he is the best player in the NL. He's the best player right now in the NL. He's the best player in the MLB right now. I will start. I will not say that just yet. Like I know he has he more homers Trout. than Trout does. He, I know he has home more homers than Trout. But here's the thing. He has a here's whole lot more. He has a whole. Look, Tatis is like leading the league in everything right now. Yes, but y'all homers, to RBIs, like, stolen bases. Like, yes, but y'all so, have to I remember mean, is that Tatis has to, a lot to catch up to Mike Trout. But we're not gonna focus on what Mike Trout's done in the past. Right now, we're going to focus on what Tatis is doing now. And the problem with me is, why in the hell are people making such a big deal out of him hitting a grand slam on the 3-0 pitch? Like Janae said, these guys are getting paid to play. Why in the hell is this guy apologizing for hitting a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch? Does this guy deserve to hit to, um, to apologize? Absolutely not. Does he need to go on national television and say, I need, I'm going to apologize for hitting a home run a grand slam, 3-0 pitch against the Rangers. Woodward should know that this is baseball. The men are getting paid to play. These guys are having fun. Tatis Jr. is having a good time playing right now. Why? Because he is having one hell of a season and he's following up the season that he had last year and he's probably going to win MVP this year. But my thing is, is that Jace Tinger, whatever the fuck his name is, didn't defend his players didn't defend him in this part. He even said, it's a learning opportunity and that's it. He'll grow from it. What does that even mean? Is he gonna, is he gonna feel bad for the other team because they're kicking their asses? Is he gonna feel bad because he's a way better player than half the freaking roster on the other team? It's like, no, you can't, you can't do this to this guy. Like, I wouldn't, I would not stand for this type of disrespect that the MLB is putting towards this guy. This guy should not have to apologize for hitting a 3-0 Grand Slam. This guy should not have to apologize for not for having fun while playing baseball. This guy should not have to apologize for getting paid to play baseball. So it's like, where is the MLB gone? What direction is the MLB going to go in right now? Because like you said, Dion, this isn't the 40s anymore. In the 1940s, baseball was a whole different thing. Like we had players, like we didn't even wear freaking helmets at that time. Like they would have to play with their bare head just to have risking injury like if you see 42 Jackie Robertson took a lot of shit from all these other players and he still kept going so it's like I'm not going to compare that to what's going on right now because that's a whole different situation but right now the MLB is saying that we need to be more soft when in the 90s the MLB was at its roughest time because that's when Slugfest was at his biggest time. That's when brawls you mean juice were at fest, a bigger time. Right? Because I mean juice all fest, those fucking, fest, all those fucking players fucking, are juicing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, whatever, it's like whatever it is, man. But for me, it's like, I'm sorry. Like I shouldn't have to apologize for doing my job excellently. You know yeah. what I mean? I shouldn't have to apologize for that. You yeah. know? Doesn't it remind no. you? Doesn't it remind you of Darvish apologizing for the 2017 World Series because everyone got on his ass for chipping his bitches? 
Yeah, exactly. It's like, but then it, and then it, but it comes to find out they were cheating, so it didn't really right. matter if he was tipping his pitches or not. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like I am never gonna apologize for something I do and at an elite level, never. Yeah. Because so I will tell you, it's like I'm not apologizing. One, don't be mad at me because you're a fucking hater. All right, and you can't handle the fact that you know I'm I'm rolling right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. It's like, you want to know how the Padres responded to this shit? The Padres, including today, the Padres are the first team in MLB history to hit four Grand Slams in four days. Who right? does that? Who does that? They like, Obviously, they're the first because it's yep. never been done before. Yep. So they want to talk all this shit about Grand Slams. The Padres and uh, Tatis' teammates were like, all right. They want to talk. They want to make you apologize for hitting a grand slam. Well, here we go. Are they gonna make me apologize? Three straight, three, four straight games. They've hit a grand slam. This has never been. That's never been done before. I want to hear what Texas has to say about that, though, because if they're gonna get pissed off for the Padres hitting four grand slams, then this is not the league for them. This is absolutely not the league for them. It's now, really simple. How about yeah. you don't suck? Like exactly. You know, it, it's it's not hard. Like, it's, How about you it, there, there is no there is no fucking magic answer to this shit. It's just like, hey, well, don't suck, and you won't give up grand slams. It's that simple. Exactly. Now, I will say this, Dion and Janae. I do have one problem with this though. The fact that Tatis apologized for what he did. The fact that he, oh, he apologized for having fun. He should have never apologized. And this is all coming from Trevor Bauer tweet saying hey Tatis Jr listen up one keep swinging on three and zero if you want to no matter what the game situation is two keep hitting homers no matter what the situation is three keep bringing energy and flash to baseball and making it fun and number four the only thing you did wrong was apologize stop that Trevor Bauer is right on this I mean, he spoke facts my point my my point exactly let yeah, the kids play facts. let them play let them play let them play how are you, like, how are like you gonna said. have how are you going to have this whole marketing campaign talking about hashtag let the kids play, but then when the kids are playing, you get mad because you don't like how they're playing, and then you start up all this bullshit. Like I, like I said, again, they're trying to have as much as fun as possible and enjoy the game as much as they can because it is such a short season. They're not getting to play 162 games like they normally get to play. They're only playing 60. Like I said, we're literally halfway through the season as of Saturday or Sunday, you know. So let like he, Trevor Bauer said, let keep playing, keep doing, keep being you, Tatis. Don't fucking change because these guys are like, oh, don't swing, don't swing. You're not supposed to swing. No, swing all you freak, swing away all you want, Tatis. Do it. Be Tatis. You know, have fun. Go out there, be competitive. You know, swing the bat, get your reps in. Have as much fun as possible you can this season because it is so short, you know? And the fact yes, that, you know, MLB is make, making shit soft, it's like, okay, well, then I guess, hey, fuck it. Well, let's not be competitive if we're up seven fucking runs. It doesn't matter because, hey, you swing a 3 old pitch, you're going to get in freaking trouble about it, about the whole MLB, like I said. But there's much more things that need to be addressed that are way more important than Tatis Jr. swinging at a 3 old pitch. Yep. All right. I have a question for you guys. Have you guys seen one single player in the league right now upset or sad because they're playing right now? Have you guys seen one single player showing a fucking frown? 
No. The only thing, no. the only thing they're upset about is the fact that the us fans cannot be at the ballparks to watch them. Yes. That's the Absolutely. only thing I can talk. Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely. Now I'm gonna read you guys uh, two more quotes that were said in. If you don't like giving up three and zero grand slams, pitch better. And this was said by Facts. Colin Poach of Tampa Bay Pitchers. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, it's better. a fact. It's one hundred percent a fact. If you yeah, don't now, like the way is. the outcome of the game is going, then do better. It's really yeah. simple. Like it is. it's almost too simple. Like it is. It just it just sounds like the Rangers should have been scouting pitching during their off season instead of, you know, whatever else they were doing, because obviously whatever they're doing ain't it. Yeah. You had so nice. much You're... time in the off season. Right? You had the normal off season. You had an extended had, season. Then you Long had then you had that. the, you know, you had the spring training and then the shutdown. So in the shutdown, you could have been looking at pitchers. Right? That part. Yeah. You yep. could have been looking at ways to to um you know, improve your team. I mean, the Dodgers did it. Yep. So like yep. you know, like we got Mookie Betts out of that lockdown and David Price. So it's like Yep. I mean, yeah. If you didn't Look, use your time correctly, that's your fucking fault. Here's the problem that I have with this is the fact that if teams are going to get upset because other teams are making moves, then at the end of the day, the question is, are you doing your job correctly? Are you putting in your part as your whatever your role is to ensure that your team's going to be is going to be the best one in the league? The Dodgers went out and got Mookie Betts and David Price. They signed Mookie to an extension of 12 years. That right there, to me, I was happy with the signing. I'm currently happy with how he's playing in L.A. right now. He's enjoying it. You know, L.A. did a big move right there. And Boston right now is kicking their is kicking themselves in the asses right now because it's like they let go of, of a really good player. But I wanted to read you guys one more thing. I don't, think, Hall of Famer. Can I, can I don't think the fact can, that can Boston is losing right now. Before we go into the next one. I don't think. Can the I fact, say something I don't, before that? Yeah, hold on. Go I don't ahead. think the I don't think the reason why Boston is losing right now is because they don't have Mookie Betts. I don't think so. I think that Boston doesn't have great pitching, right? And yeah. then, you know, they're expecting so much from Verdugo. And it's like, well, he has to get used to American League pitching now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, you don't have Chris Sale. You don't have, you know, some of their other guys. So it's yeah. like, I mean, product of your own environment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sucks, no, and Mookie's but I mean, not, and hey. Mookie's not the reason why Boston's losing, though. Like, I'm saying that Mookie, when Mookie left, like, Boston fans were upset because it's like, why is Boston trading, you know, their best player? And it's like, you know why? Because, like, one-year contract, he wasn't going to stay there. We already all knew that. So it's like, what did LA do? They took advantage of that shit. Like, kudos to the Dodgers. I'll give him that. And for Boston, it's like, you know what? Like, Verdugo's actually doing really good right now. I'm happy for him. It's just the fact that the team's losing. But, Janae, you wanted to say something. Go for it. I was going to say, all of a sudden, people, all of a sudden, people in Boston love Verdugo because he's hitting. We, but when yeah. he, but when he got, when Verdugo came, well, we traded Mookie Betts for this guy. What the fuck? And all of a sudden, Verdugo's now loving Boston. Yeah, it's, it's it's like it's like when he had that great game the other last week or whatever. Yeah. If you looked it's in the all, comments, all, all you all you hear now is "Oh my God, Verdugo, we're so happy to have Verdugo." All of a sudden, all you see is "Oh my God, Verdugo, I love you. Please resign him. Please yeah. resign him." I'm like, yeah. okay, but when the but trade yeah, went when down, the, when the trade y'all happened, were calling. Exactly, it was- 
when the tray went down, y'all were, were calling like, oh. for this man's head. Y'all were searching up yep. every bad thing you could find yep. about him. Exactly. And then That's now, what I'm all saying. of a sudden, now all of a sudden, he starts hitting the ball and producing. Now all of a sudden, it's, oh well, you know, where can I find a Verdugo jersey? Oh, at Red Sox, please resign him. Please resign him. Like that's, that's, that's what I'm like, saying. It's, it's fucking that's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, all the all of a sudden, Boston loves Verdugo. But like I said, the minute that trade happened and it said Verdugo was going there, we traded this guy. Look at his stats. It would look at this. Look at that. Hell, like I said, we can. I will love to have Verdugo back on the Dodgers. I miss Verdugo. Likewise. But now all of a sudden, but all of a sudden, now the fans. Oh my God, Verdugo! I love you. I love this guy. When you guys, you guys need to resign him. Oh my God, this. Where's the jersey? All of a sudden, in the words of Zoraya, all of a sudden, y'all want y'all love Verdugo. All of a sudden. I mean. But before, but before season started, y'all are bashing the fuck out of him. But now all of a sudden, Verdugo, like they made him cut his hair, and I'm so sad. I'm very that. pissed off about that. Yes. But at. Now, again, Verdugo's, like, worship now. But yet, y'all are just bashing the Red Sox for trading away Mookie to get Verdugo. Again, we gonna, I will be I'm gladly gonna, happy to this. have Verdugo back in L.A. I'm going to pose this. I want to know what you guys think. So, trade Jock Peterson for Verdugo? I mean, we, saying, talk, I mean, I was, we talked about this. Uh, already, sorry, so. Lucy, but, you know, trade Jock we, for Verdugo? Like... Again, I would love to have Verdugo back. I miss Verdugo. I miss the energy. I'm just this saying. I miss someone skiing. In, I miss. I miss someone skiing in the dugout. Yep. I also miss Volver Revolver playing at Dodger Stadium. Volle, volle. Okay. And notice. Okay, just real quick. Notice. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. How when it was playing during spring training. And you know, but like before they shut down the whole fans thing, when it was playing at spring training, I watched some of the Red Sox spring training games, and it would play, and they would show a shot of the crowd, and everybody's kind of sitting there like, "What the fuck?" Now, when it played here in LA, this—I mean, the second, the second it starts playing, everybody the second, goes ballistic. All, 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 the all you gotta hear is the. And the whole crowd goes freaking wild in LA. That little and it was done. It was the whole crowd yep. literally was on its feet, yelling, cheering, you know, cheering beers, all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to mention, a- and also shout out to DJ Severe because he would let it play because Dude, he knows he that would. Verdugo kind of like walks slow to the plate. So that way the stadium can feel it and the stadium can, you know, you know, um, come up to it and like all that. So like, I just, I don't see that happening in Boston. You know, I, I feel but not like only that, it's not going to happen in Boston. Yeah, it's not, it's not, but only that he shares that song with his dad, I believe. Yes. So it's that's a family like a song. Moment, you know, that, yeah. that, that's a moment he shares, you know, that's a little part of family with him when he goes up to the plate. So yeah, right. DJ Zephyr let it play because the crowd was going wild and he knows that song means so much to him. You know, it's a part of home when, you know, <clears throat> being so far away from home. Not only, not only do Dodger fans love the song, they they know it and they understand it and they know what it means in terms of family, you know? So that's, that's why I song. think, that's why I think Dodger Stadium 
would always go ballistic, whether he played in the first inning or in the ninth inning to win the game. You know, I just, like now, when I, sometimes I watch the Red Sox games to see if he's playing or not. And like, it plays and it's, obviously there's no fans there, but like, I mean, I don't think it would be any different even if there was fans there because people they just they just don't understand oh no no it would no they would probably cheer because now like i said all of a sudden they love verdugo right you're right but like, like, probably, like probably probably like when like his first at bat in a red a red sox jersey they probably wouldn't do anything but now that he's doing so well and good over there yeah then they'll probably start cheering because oh verdugo it's verdugo oh my god verdugo verdugo but y'all yep. weren't with them during the off season when he got traded but now y'all with them i will say this no disrespect to Boston fans, but they are so fucking impatient when it comes to new players. Like they want, they they talk a lot of shit because it's like, oh, we got, you know, we got this in return. It's like, what the fuck? I will say that they didn't give Verdugo the chance that he deserved, but I will applaud Verdugo because he was patient to earn the fans' respect. He cut his damn hair for God's sakes. Like, and also, Verdugo was excited to play for the Red Sox. Yes, because, he was. Because, because, because he looks up to Poppy. Yes, exactly. because he, Poppy. he was like, listen, I grew up a Red Sox fan, die hard, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, whatever you call him. He, uh, as soon as the very first day he showed up at Red Sox camp, when Big Poppy came to talk to him, Alex Verdugo literally looked like a five-year-old. All right, he literally no, looked that. like a five-year-old. I remember five-year-old. that video. Yeah. Yeah. I so that it's like it's like imagine imagine being one. Okay, yeah, you don't want to be traded. You know what I mean? Because you kind of get settled where you're at and blah blah blah. But like, it's it's one thing to be. It's it kind of sucks being traded. But I mean, the bright side of it is if you do get traded to a team that you loved and admired growing up it almost feels like all your childhood dreams are coming true which means Mm -hmm. the fact that he was excited to play for the red sox because of big poppy right the fact that big poppy knows who he is right blew his fucking mind all right and also the fact that big poppy has probably been helping him with hitting you know so it's just like all these all these childhood dreams and like what you know it's kind of like that scenario of the what would you do if you if you were friends with your favorite person kind of thing like you know like if i was if i was if i was homies with cody bellinger like i would you know i'd be picking his brain all fucking day asking him about hitting about fielding you know all kind of shit you know so it's like it's one thing you know, it actually kind of worked out for him because he's in a place where he's playing for a team that he admired and idolized growing up. So it worked out for him. But like I said, he will always have a home here in Los Angeles. You know, it, it yep. seems as if the Dodgers like to bring back people that played for them once upon a time, a.k.a. Matt Kemp, a.k.a. Russell Martin. So, I mean, down the line, I could see, AKA I could potentially Alex see... Yeah, a.k.a. Uh, Alex Wood, I could potentially see an Alex Verdugo reunion in a Dodger uniform. And when it happens, fans better like be allowed to be there, so I could be there. Just yeah. Like I said, like I said, Boston fans were very impatient with this guy, but I give, you know, a whole lot of respect to him because he was very patient enough to actually, you know, earn the fans' respect. 
And, you know, he's been working his ass off to, you know, play hard for them. It's like, yeah. Yeah, because you have to remember, before the season started, when he got traded, he was still hurting with his back issue. Yeah, so was. Verdugo wasn't even able to pick up a bat or even a ball because of his back issue. So he was still hurt. And the fact that he overcame it, he was already working on it before he got traded. And he was working on it even more when he, after he got traded. The fact yeah. that, you know, he had he went through all that and then had to go through the bashing and he still sat there saying, you know what, fuck what everyone has to say. I'm going to do me and be the best I can be. And it's obviously, and he's producing now. Yep. So, you know what, I will say the Dodgers did lose you know, a big player on this guy because he was up and coming, but, you know, for him to go to Boston, to be excited, you know, I'm happy for him. What I'm not happy about is how the crowd disrespected him and treated him. It's just like, fuck them. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, they can either love him or hate him, but they, they can't be switching, you know, sides like that. It's I, For me, it's, it's not going to work, and it doesn't feel right for me, but... I tell people all the time, you can't be fucking flip-floppy. All right. If you if you wanna if you wanna come out and bash new players on your team, then don't start supporting them when they start doing well. All right, because you already chosen your side, so stick to it. Exactly. And like and like Dion said, we never know. In the future, Verdugo could come back. We never know. Daughters are yeah, gonna because bring back I mean, think about it. You know, we're not gonna have this outfield problem for fucking forever. All right. So, like. Eventually, I think Verdugo will have a reunion in L.A. Just like I still think Yasiel Puig will have a reunion in L.A. Um, it's just, I don't know. I just it, it just it just seems like that's the kind of thing that the Dodgers do. Um, you know, they took on Matt Kemp, took on Russell Martin, brought back Alex Wood. After, they brought back Alex Wood after they traded him to the Reds and then traded yep. for him back. And it was, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. I was. I mean, the Dodgers always find a way to bring back some of the old players that were on the team in the past. But, you know, we're going to leave it. We're going to leave it right there. Uh, we have one more thing we do want to talk about, and that's Trevor Bauer, because this future Dodger... One hundred percent. I will sign this man tomorrow. Okay. I will Trevor sign this man Bauer too. for president, bro. Like. I will Trevor literally sign this man if I was Andrew and let Friedman. Joe Kelly be the vice president. Just listen, say. listen. As well, look. Trevor Bauer is talking a lot of shit right now, but like, he's also backing it up because yeah. the man is, like, his ERA is like under one right now. Yep. Yep. Okay, so it's like you can talk all the shit in the world you can, you know, you can talk all the shit in the world when you have the you know, the work ethic and the results to back it up. So if I was Andrew Friedman, I would this is what I would do. I sorry chicken strip, but I would trade Ross Stripling plus, you know, like a prospect or a draft pick to get Trevor Bauer. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. So that would be my and you know trade. What, and, and, and you know what? He's taking a stand. He's making, you know, he's making his voice heard because everything that's ha- happened so far in the MLB, you know, this season so far, the whole Kelly, uh, Joe Kelly suspension, the A suspension, he's taking matters in his own hands because again, Rob Manfred did not do that. He's protecting the freaking Astros, and all he's gonna do is keep protecting the Astros. And you know what? Yeah, it's to the, the point now where. 
these teams need like the players need to start you know taking and taking action in their own hands because again it obviously it's not going to get done through the person that um we all call commissioner and because he's not really commissioner he's a freaking you know he's an asshole, he's an asshole. The astros, a, yeah he's an asshole but you know what yeah i freaking love what trevor bauer is doing right now like love it and i, I can't mm-hmm. wait if he wears those cleats i cannot wait to see it and here's the problem here's the problem that i have with the mlb right now is the fact that they're censoring trevor bauer from doing what he wants to do now is there any rule in the mlb that says that he's not allowed to like have any like any pictures or anything like that on his cleats it's like remember a couple of years ago that um i forgot who it was. i think it was just Pre that put ben scully on his cleats the mlb told him he cannot do that so i'm just like where the hell is there harm in but this? again like, isn't it okay isn't it during players weekend where the players can express themselves yeah, Even but the players shouldn't just have do? one. The players shouldn't just no, that, have but one. No, 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 that, but that's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying, though. If you're gonna keep letting, you know, people like the players already express themselves through the cleats. You know, they pick what shoe they want to put cleats. You know, make them into cleats. They get to do that already. This. So why can't? Why is it so wrong that he put free Joe Kelly and Joe Kelly's face on his cleats for it? Because apparently, Rod Manfred is has a, a bitch? cahoots with the Astros. Yeah, he's a bitch. And he has a cahoots with the Astros, and we all saw this. We saw this coming the minute he grants immunity to the players of the Astros. And when I say immunity, fucking Altuve and fucking Bregman and all those motherfuckers on there. It's like, he 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 told him, you apologize, I won't punish you. So the MLB right now is putting out there that it's okay to cheat. Like, it's okay yep. for you to, to do this type of stuff in order for you to achieve major glory. Like, yep. Where's that bullshit coming from? I would like to point out that Jose Altuve is batting 190 right now. Good. Oh, because he doesn't. Oh, because he doesn't have a little buzz buzz on him anymore, or a boom 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 in the dugout. Basically, yeah. And it's like, Basically. and the man has struck out. He struck out 23 times already. Um, and it's just like, see what happens when you fucking don't know what's when coming. Like yeah, it's like you see. And then not only that, it makes you question when he won M- um, MVP. It's like, hmm, did he really even deserve it? Was he right? Cheating? Like, okay. So my thing about that is like, all right. So you suspend D Gordon eighty games and took away his MVP, but Altuve is just fine. Like it doesn't make sense. You know, I want I want to know I want to know how much money the Astros organization is paying Manfred to just turn a blind eye to all of this. Here's because it, it has to be top dollar. Yeah, it has to be. But Manfred doesn't or want that type of drama good. on him. Manfred doesn't, type that one, doesn't want that type of drama. Why? Because if he would have taken this, the freaking title from them, he would have heard so much shit like, oh, what the fuck? Like, that's not fair. The Astros went through all this shit with the Hurricanes in 2017. I was like, that's not the point, though. The point is, is that if the Astros got caught cheating, they should be penalized severely. That shit didn't and happen. You know, and you know damn well if it wasn't the Astros getting caught cheated, they would have freaking been on a different team on their Let's head. Talk about it would have got stripped. Let's talk about stripped. because and, see, and that's why I think. And that's what I think everyone's like all mad. Oh, Dodger fans are just not because no, no, it's not even the fact that we want the championship. I mean, yes, we want a championship in LA. But the fact that, like you said, the MLB, Rob Manfred is saying, look, guys, it's okay to cheat. It's perfectly fine. What kind of message are you sending to the youth? 
Like, hey guys, well look it, the Astros cheated their way to a World Series, so guess what, hey, we can cheat, and guess what, no penalty is gonna ever happen to us, because all we gotta do is go on TV or make a statement, hey, we're sorry for what happened, and that's it. It's like, exactly. the fuck, how is, that, how is that right? How is that okay? Like, how can you sleep at night knowing that, oh, well, I apologize, but I cheated. Like, how can you look at that ring and look at that banner? Yeah, we were we won the World Series. Did you really win the World Series? Because you cheated the whole freaking World Series to win that World Series. So you should feel fucking ashamed of yourself to sit here and be like, oh, well, yeah, we won. But you didn't win. You cheated. And then the fact that the manager was like, oh, well, it would have changed the outcome of the game. Uh, okay, let's rewind, go back to 2017, and look at the stats of when they were in L.A. They could not hit a damn fucking thing in L.A. Facts. Shit mm-hmm. in L.A. Yep, that part. But the minute, the minute they get home, they got the trash cans and the buzzard, and they're fucking hitting 500. They're fucking hitting home run after bomb, rockets, rock, like freaking bombers every single time. So you're telling me even if... Like, even if you guys weren't, they weren't cheating, the outcome would have still been the same. No, it wouldn't. Dodgers would have taken it in five games and been done. Maybe six. Because, you know, two of the games were in freaking Houston. But still, that outcome would have been so much different if you weren't cheating. But again, here's Rob Manfred being a broke fucking bitch. I'm not even calling him a broke bitch. He's just a fucking bitch. And sitting here, oh, it's okay to cheat. You guys just... Just go on the inter- just go on the news and apologize. They didn't even write those apologies. Someone fucking wrote those shits for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you look at their fa- if you look at their faces now when they play, Bregman looks scared as shit. Like he like shit his fucking pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose uh, Jose Altuve can't fucking hit a bat to hit a ball to fucking save his life right now. He wants to duck all the time. George fucking they know Springer fucking keeps swinging out of his fucking helmet like he's about to exactly. fucking tear his ACL. They know, like, they know they fucking, they fucked up and they got caught. And they know yep. all of MLB fucking knows it. Every team, every fan knows that they cheated. And they even know themselves they fucking cheated. But yet, here's MLB protecting the fucking Astros yet again, no matter what happens. And yeah, everyone's pissed. It's not just Dodger fans that are pissed out because we got cheated out of. It's the fact that Rob Manfred is not taking the action, did it or did not take the action that should have been taken. I say you should have stripped that fucking title, left it an asterisk, don't even give it to the Dodgers, don't give it, you know, just don't even, just leave it empty, leave it blank. Just void, just void it exactly because there was no, there was no real World Series champion because they fucking cheated. If you can vacate. A Heisman Trophy from 2006 with Reggie Bush. If you if you they can, can do that, you can vacate a World Series from 2017. Yep. Yeah, you can. You can. Okay. No one's gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, what happened in 2017?" Right. Mm-hmm. Why is there no team there? Well, I mean, they but can easily that, look up 2017 controversy. Happened? Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, also, quick side note about Trevor Bauer, this man has pitched 26 and a third innings and has given up two runs the entire season. Rogers, gotta sign him in the future. The entire season, he's given up two runs, two earned, the entire season. So when you have a, when you have a, a 0.68 ERA like he has, you can do whatever the fuck you want you can talk about the shit you want because can't nobody tell you nothing it's not like it's not like your era is over five and you're struggling to bring it down and you're talking shit 
I'm like, bro, you suck any fucking way. But this man has the best ERA in the MLB right now. So, one, I thought the whole thing about the Joe Kelly cleats that he custom made, funny as shit. Even funnier, he said, hey, Correa, uh, I I made these cleats for you. (laughs) I made these cleats for you. Just give me your address and I'll send them to you. I'm sorry, but that, that's right? what a fucking savage! Like literally, oh, yeah. what a fucking savage! Mm-hmm. Right? This man needs to become a Dodger ASAP because, see, we accept and we support that kind of behavior, especially when it's warranted. Because it's like, uh, hello, we've been the best team in the National League for how many years now? So it's like people always say, oh, Dodger fans are so arrogant. They're so blah, blah, blah. It's like uh, our team doesn't suck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, shit happens in the playoffs. But like we win games constantly, you know, like yeah. it's, 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 it's and really simple. It's, it's like, an if, if you're a fan, it's like if you're a fan, like the Dodgers are 19 and eight right now. The best record in the league. Yep. So it's and like to add to that. Let me add to that, Dion, because one, a lot of people do think that Dodger fans are stupid, that we're arrogant, this and that. And I was like, you should really question your fan base because at the end of the day, at least the Dodger fans stick with their team. We actually go out to the games and we show our pride toward you know towards our team. I have not seen one other team do that. Like people talk a lot of smack about Dodger fans. But that again, all, and again, all that shit. But it's like, no, we're like, we're just very prideful when it comes to our team. And let's make it. And again, clear. who? And let and let and again, what team always has a has a sellout? Freaking, uh, has the most fans at their games every year. Yup. And We've who led, is the, whole- the Dodgers have led the league in attendance for the last like seven years in a row. Yep. Exactly my point. So it's now, like. It's like, you know, it's funny. It's funny when, when, when the Padres like beat us and they start talking about, oh, you know, Dodgers are washed and, you know, oh, we have more fans. And I'm like, bruh, you have one, okay? You don't have enough fans to even fill a piece of our stadium. All right. So let's first talk about the fact that, you know, uh, the teams who can't say shit, San Francisco, all right, teams like Philadelphia, Washington, Pittsburgh can definitely say shit because you've won four games the entire fucking season. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's see who else. You know, Houston, okay, fifteen and ten, whatever. Um, Seattle, eight nineteen. Yo, I feel really bad for Mike Trout because they got Rendon to supposedly help Mike Trout, and the Angels are still eight, eight and 18. The problem is the Angels do not understand how to run a proper team. They think that by signing all They need players, pitching. They have no pitching. They, don't. they keep and going for these superstar players. Like Not only just, that, they're, not only that their superstar Otani can't even pitch again for another season. Right, so that, it's like, you put, it's like you put all your cards in on Otani like, hey, yep, he's the one that's going to get us to the World Series when the rest of your staff is fucking trash. It's like this man cannot fucking pitch and hit at the same time. No, he like, 
And th- and that's the thing. The minute they got Otani, they fucking worked his ass. He was pitching. Mm-hmm. Then he would go hit. Then he go back to pitch again. Then he goes back to hit. Then he go. That's pitch why again. this man had it's to like have they- Tommy John surgery. Exactly. They overworked him, and now look what happened. This but man can't stop. stay healthy now because he one, his elbow has so many fucking issues. All right, he can't even throw. I think this first start of the year, he got rocked, right? He gave up like seven earned, didn't even get one out, right? Come to find out that he had a big-ass infection in his elbow, all right? And so it's like, it's like, stop buying position players. Like, they thought when the Angels signed Justin Upton, he was going to help Trout. He didn't help Trout. So then they signed some other players. They didn't help Trout. So then you go and sign Anthony Rendon, who's supposed to be, you know, the god of all be all third baseman, to help Trout. And they're still in fourth place, right? And you're talking about, oh, well, you know, it's a new team. Rendon has to get used to it. Bullshit. That's right? not, that's not, no, that's not even but the what's point. Even fu- but what's even funnier is that. Rendon turned down the offer from the Dodgers and he's like, oh, they're too Hollywood. Okay, but look at you now, the Angels. Like, bro, you could have been on a winning team. You could be on the best team in the league right now, but you decided, oh, Hollywood lifestyle is too much for you. All right, cool. With all those fucking white people down there in Anaheim and Orange County and the fact that your team is in fourth place again, like, mm-hmm. it just lets me know you took the money, bro. You went for the money. Thank you, Dion. I was actually going to say team. something about that. I was actually going to say something about the money because the money because let me tell you guys something. Josh Hamilton with the Angels, total failure, big time. Pujols took the money. Took yeah, the money. but Pujols, Pujols hasn't been a wash though. He has no. He's, he's actually had... done great for them. Yeah, it's he just has. he's he fucking has. old as shit. So he I is. mean, like, but the problem is, is that the Angels couldn't find anyone to play around Pujols. And then when Mike Trout came in, they tried playing around not just him, but Pujols at the same time. It's like, you, can, you can't really put, like, you can't really, like, revolve around multiple players. It's like, like you got to focus on one player and then build from there. Now, when they, when they signed Anthony Rendon, I already knew it wasn't going to work out for them. And then the fact that Angel fans thought that Joe Madden was the god of all managers as well, I'm like, he's not going to do shit for them. It's like, He's just, yeah, he's just a manager. He knows, like, he knows apparently how to manage it because he's won a, um, a World Series with the Cubs as a manager. But it's just like, like, it's not the same thing. You're coming the to Angel, a whole The Angels team. thought, the Angels thought, if we give Mike Trout a World Series winning manager, maybe that will catapult him into the playoffs. It's the man hasn't even, the man has like, what, five at-bats? In his playoff career, and he's been in the league for how many years now? Like, like I said, so... I feel like I feel that Mike Trout is wasting his time, and the fact that they signed him for all those extra years, he's wasting his time. I feel like I feel like Mike Trout has maybe given up on trying to win a World Series because, and that's sad. And that's sad it's because sad he's a very good player. He's one of the best players in the he's AL. He's the one in a generation and, player, just yeah, like Kershaw is. That, it's like he, it's like he settled for less. It's like, well, I'll just take it, and because you know what, what? Why would you leave a team like that? But still, it's just like his probably his manager commits and just take it, 
and it's like, dude, you're wasting your talent on a team that can't build around you, and it, you, it's not a, it's not called Mike Trout, it's called the Angels, and they can't even, you know, get the people that they need you to help know, back him up. You want to know how bad the Angels are? The Angels are so bad that even without Mike Trout, they still can't win. Okay. Yep. Even with Mike Trout, they still can't win. All right. It's like. How is it that your superstar player continues to put up the numbers that he puts up and you're like, this is my bread and butter. This is the only reason why people come to games is to see Mike Trout. They don't come to see anybody else. Okay. They don't so give a damn about the anyone an- else. The Angels know if they get rid of Mike Trout, they will lose all their fans because nobody wants to go and watch a team lose year after year after year after year okay and it's like it's so bad you're not even making it to the playoffs all right at least when the dodgers lose we either lose in the world series or in the playoffs you know what i mean like it's like it's like this man hasn't made it to the playoffs since what 2011 when he came up like it's 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 really sad it's really fucking sad and it's it like, is. it's like Mike Trout already knows he's going to the Hall of Fame, so that's why I feel like he's given up on trying to win a ring. He's just trying to keep his stats where they are, so that way he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But what he doesn't deserve is the you know the team that he has right there with the Angels right now. It's like he wants to win a World Series ring, he's not going to do it with the Angels. So. You know, I feel bad for the guy, but then at the same time, I'm just like, you should have thought about, you know, when you signed that freaking extension, were you gonna, are you gonna win something, or are you just gonna stay there with the team because of the whole money that you're. See, the for? thing, the thing is with these all these new contracts, most all all their managers just like, look at, just take the money. It's all about the money, all about the money, all about the money. And that's yeah, all it's about. And so it's like the game has come, become more about money than the actual game itself. Yep. Perfect it's example. Like, it's like, how much, how much can you give me, for me to be, a mediocre player? And it's like, Whew. and it's like, it's 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 the Mike Trout situation, is the same situation for, James Harden on the Rockets. James Harden's never gonna win, like ever, because, the Rockets don't, have enough star power. I mean, they added Westbrook, which is cool, but that's still not enough, right? The style of basketball that they play, Kobe Bryant said it himself. The style of basketball that they play will never win them a championship, ever. And everybody jumped down Kobe's throat for that, for saying that, but, I mean, Kobe has five rings. Don't you think he would know a little something about winning a championship? The man knows his stuff. Yeah, and like, don't you Kobe, think somebody with five that, yeah. rings would know a little something about winning a championship and what it takes to win a championship? Yeah. So it's like, it's like the same thing, you know, applies to baseball. Like, I mean, I don't know if anybody said that about Mike Trout, but it's like, it's like, he's never gonna win unless yeah. unless somebody decides to literally empty their payroll and trade for him, because yep. it's gonna take their entire payroll. Yeah. Now, let me add one thing because we are out of time already, but um, 
The Dodgers were smart by signing Mookie Betts. Why? Because he is a World Series champion. He knows what it takes to win a World Series. So the fact that the Dodgers signed that type of player says that they're freaking very dedicated on winning this season. Even though it's a short season, I have high hopes for the Dodgers this season. Like, I really 100%, do. 100%. And, yeah. and I, I mean, if Mookie Betts can turn Austin Barnes, of all people, around, Dude, like, we have a I'm good chance. I'm amazed by that. But okay. anyways, we will talk about this on a whole nother episode when something new comes up in the MLB because I already know that this is not the end of um, everyone versus the Astros with, my, with Rob Manfred. But we'll discuss this on another episode. But Dion, Janae, thank you guys so much for joining me on, on Spit It Out. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. us, Manuelito. Yeah, what's your name? Yep. Thank you for having me, bro. Of course, guys. All right, guys. This was Spit It Out. Boy, that was a good show. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And thank you to those who came on the episode today to promote, to talk some shit, to spit some shit out. And overall, just have a good time, folks. Uh, but before we end the show, I do have a little giveaway that I'm going to announce right now. I'm going to announce the winner of the... Don't run on Chico sticker that I've posted on Instagram a couple of days ago. And with that being said, the winner of the sticker. And before I mention the winner, just want to make sure that you folks are listening to the episodes to find out who won for future prize giveaways. Because I will not announce them on Instagram unless I see that the people are not coming up. That way, um, I can give out the prizes to them. But... The winner of the Chico sticker, the Don't Run on Chico sticker, is, drumroll please. Let's try that one more time because it is not working. Let's try that one more time. Drumroll please. The winner of the Chico sticker is... Tanke 1131. Tanke 1131. Congratulations, Tanke 1131. Make sure you DM me on Instagram and the sticker is all yours, my friend. Once again, the winner is Tanke 1131. Congratulations, sir. The sticker's all yours. Make sure you guys stay tuned for more giveaways. I am actually planning one giveaway this Monday, but I'm gonna talk about it and then I'll be giving out the prize next Friday as well. Folks, this has been fun, but we got to go. It's the weekend. Got some stuff to do. Got some people to see. I am ready to enjoy my weekend. So with that being said, that was What's the Word, LA. Have a good evening. Have a good afternoon. Have a good morning. Wherever you're listening to this episode, I will talk to you guys on Monday.